This is Financially Free with Wellington Adams, featuring Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Barron and Simon provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Free with Wellington Adams with your hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hilliard from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. If at any point you'd like some more information about what you hear on today's show, please give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. And while you're at the website, click on the radio page. You'll be able to check out um, our past shows as well as subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. At this point, I'd like to welcome to the show our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How you doing, Tony? Well, I thought it was great until I came in and saw you two guys sitting here, and you guys look great today, and all smiles, excited, energy, ready to go. I, I still need to drink a little coffee, I think, to catch up with you two today. Ah, uh, well, that may be true, Tony. I don't know. Yeah. If only I drink coffee. Yeah, that's true. Well, Baron, you always look really? spiffy, and Simon, you're actually alive and awake today, so that's a that's a start <laughs> for our radio show, but I've had a great week. Spent some time with the fam, you know, hanging out. How about you, Baron? How have you been? I'm good. Just uh, actually met with a couple of referrals this week, which is always nice. Um, a couple of clients of mine wanted me to sit down and meet with some uh, family members that uh, just had really, really good meetings, good people. So nice, busy week. Yeah, that's great. And Simon, I know you always have something crazy that you've done over the weekend and oh, the past week, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, did the compliance review for our upcoming seminar, and it was a blast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that doesn't sound too exciting, but it has to be. It'll be a good seminar, though. It's going to be a great seminar. You guys always have great seminars. Uh, I mean, very educational, uh, super, you know, a lot of information that people take away, and there's no cost, right? No cost to attend. They're completely complimentary. And if you attend, we will do some complimentary reports as well to go along with those things. So you have something to walk away with specialized specifically to you. Wow. Yeah. But I know they fill up fast. So you do have to reserve a seat, even though there's no cost or obligation. How do our listeners find out when the next one is and how do they reserve a seat? Well, they can go online. We have a events page there that will outline when the upcoming events are and we try to keep it up to date. Or they can register there, or they can call us at 855-793-2409. That's awesome. Now, Baron, I'm looking forward to today's show because earlier this week you told me you had a very interesting episode for us. That's right, Tony. Um, I think today's episode is actually quite interesting. We often discuss the idea of downsizing in retirement or moving to a retirement community as you know, kind of like an end goal. But more and more people are, they're, they're moving to, to one before they even leave the workforce. 
So today we're gonna focus on moving into a retirement community before you officially retire. You know, we're gonna talk about what are the financial benefits? Are there any disadvantages to consider? One of our sources today is a US News and World Report article from, I believe, September of 2018, and it's titled, Should You Move to a Retirement Community Before Retiring? Wow, that sounds like a great idea. So let's dive into this and get some of these details. Why would someone consider moving into a retirement community before they retire? That seems a little premature. Well, Tony, one of the biggest advantages to settling into a retirement community is eliminating the yard work and household repairs and maintenance. Ah, I'm all for that. Exactly. <laughs> Living a community can take some of those chores off your plate. You know, if you uh, do this while you're still working, it might give you a chance to have more time to focus on the later stages of your working career um, or planning out your retirement years. Plus, it may free up some time for more of the fun stuff as well. But you need, well, that's good, right? Yeah, we yep. all want fun. <laughs> exactly. But before you know, you enjoy fewer chores and more leisure time. Uh, you need to take the steps to make sure um, that it's the right thing for you. You know, first you want to check out if whether or not you qualify. You know, some of the retirement communities have age restrictions. Some allowing residents fifty-five or older, but some of the communities make you uh, that age group starts at sixty-five and up. Sometimes there are exceptions that are occasionally allowed. So even if you don't fit the age requirements, it's something that you might want to talk to one of the staff about. And one of the things to consider is that many of the most popular communities oftentimes have a waiting list. So starting the process early may help line things up for down the road. Well, I think that's great. And the best places always have a waiting list, it seems. I mean, we went through this with my mother-in-law, whether it's restaurants or retirement communities. Yeah, in many cases, that's true, isn't it, Tony? It's also a good idea to check out the facility and some of the features that they have. You know, there's uh, simple as the apartments layout and whether it might work for you. Uh, you should understand that the communities can vary widely and provide you different levels of care in addition to some of those factors. And some are simply independent living and others are you know, more of an assisted living or nursing home features. So finding the community that fits your needs both short and long-term should be one of your priorities. Well, yeah, and uh, we wanna have priorities right and I know you guys help with that. Uh, that's a good point. Just because something's trendy and popular though, it doesn't mean it's gonna be the right fit for everybody. And I personally learned that the hard way with bell-bottom pants. <laughs> so how come you still wear them then, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> They're still in vogue. Actually, yeah. uh, you're right, Tony. I mean, cost is another thing to consider, um, specifically entrance fees and association fees. Entrance fees are typically charged when you move into the community, and they're going to differ just depending upon the type of apartment that you choose some of these fees can be very high. So you may wanna plan for these fees as a part of your financial strategy. Um, you should also examine the association fees that the community charges. These fees are gonna cover uh, community lawn maintenance, um, property upkeep, uh, access to features like workout rooms, uh, pools, hot tubs, things like that these fees are gonna impact your retirement budget. So if you don't value those perks as something that's not important to you, 
maybe a different community may fit your budget better. You have to really kind of look at what services are being offered. If you don't use or want those services, you're basically just paying for something that you're not using, which is an inefficient way. Uh, you know, it's an inefficient use of your money. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that if fit is as important or even more important than availability, uh, what's something else that a person may want to consider, though, Baron, when they're thinking about moving into a retirement community before they retire? Well, you're going to want to work with a financial services professional to make sure that you're sticking to your retirement strategy. You know, will moving into a retirement community before you stop working affect other financial goals? Um, will spending money now on entrance fees negatively affect your travel plans? You know, could those fees make it harder to help a grandchild with college? How is it going to affect your retirement plan? Are you going to have to take a lump sum amount out of your retirement nest egg? Or is it a, a monthly payment? Those monthly fees may increase over time due to inflation. So it's important to know all of the upfront fees and how they're going to change over time. You know, this way you can ensure that your legacy and your dreams are going to be followed to, the, to what you want. And you're not going to have problems later on down the road. It seems like a lot to consider, though. Do you have any suggestions on how we should start to evaluate those issues? I would imagine that this process could possibly seem overwhelming to some people. Well, you're right, Tony. You know, there's a lot of things to consider and it can be a challenging project to start. At Wellington Adams, we provide the clients with the opportunity to complete uh, what we call the From the Heart Journal. This journal helps the clients outline, kind of tell their personal story, and it compiles the important information all into one place. It includes information on your dependents, insurance policies, the location of some of these important documents, and a lot more things in there as well. And it can help the clients craft a clear list of important priorities so that they can avoid any of the financial moves that might negatively affect these plans we're talking about. Well, I would never have imagined how many different things there are to consider when looking at potentially moving into a retirement community. You guys are bringing up a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Moving into a retirement community before retirement is a big decision and it can impact your overall retirement strategy. So hopefully some of these tips will provide valuable uh, insight as you consider all the kind of retirement options and housing situations that are out there. Well, our time is just about up for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to share before we have to take a quick commercial break? Sure, Tony. You know, as we said, retirement planning and this, these decisions are an important part of the financial process. And for the listeners today, we want to uh, give them the opportunity to receive that retirement income planning toolkit. It's a great way to kind of outline some of the uh, processes and decisions that you'll need to make to get your retirement in order and on track. You can reach us uh, on the website at wellingtonadams.com or give us a call at 855-793-2409. And if you reference today's show, we'll get you a copy of that complimentary. Well, this has been a valuable discussion so far on things we need to be considering before we move into a retirement community. And in our next segment, I know, Baron and Simon, you want to change gears slightly and focus on some simple wealth building steps that we need to know. So listeners, stay tuned to learn more here on Financially Free Radio after this. 
Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory by visiting wellingtonadams.com or by calling us at 855-793-2409. Welcome back, everyone, to Financially Free with myself, Baron Fitzgerald, and Simon Hillier from Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. As always, if you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, please give us a call at 855-793-2409 or visit us online at wellingtonadams.com. In the first segment of today's show, we focused on some things that you should consider before moving into a retirement community. Uh, if you missed any of that discussion, please, you know, again, visit our website and download today's episode. Now, we're going to turn our attention to another topic, as Tony mentioned before we left uh, the last segment. We're going to talk a little bit about wealth building. Ah, wealth building. That sounds good. I mean, who doesn't want to learn about new ways to enhance their financial nest egg? That's very true, Tony. You know, building wealth is definitely a hot button topic, but this isn't going to be about, you know, get rich quick schemes or just chasing trends in the market. Don't let the title of our source today lead you astray. <laughs> We're going to be working through an investopedia.com uh, article, Three Simple Steps to Building Wealth. While these steps may be simple to understand, they can really be harder to execute. According to the article, In order to build wealth over the course of your life, you're going to need to do three things. One, (laughs) you're going to need to make it, obviously. You need to have a consistent source of income that allows you to have some left over after you've covered all the necessities, things like housing, utilities, food, and transportation. The second is you're going to have to learn how to save it. Once those necessities are paid for, your next step is is to have a proactive and consistent savings plan. This can include your 401k through your employer or maybe another type of individual savings strategy if your company doesn't offer a 401k. And the third thing is we're going to learn how to invest it. Once you've put aside those savings, it needs to work for you in an investment mix that matches your risk tolerance and a long-term strategy. You want to be able to have your money start working for you instead of you working for it. Good one. So make it, save it, invest it. It seems like a solid three-step plan, but don't you feel like it's a little too vague? Well, that's a good point, Tony. Just naming off some general statements like a motivational poster certainly isn't going to be enough. That's why we wanted to spend a little bit of time talking on the subject and give some more thorough discussion. Let's dive into each one of these three steps of wealth building a bit more, starting off with earning the income. While earning income may seem like a no-brainer, it still is an important step, of course. And odds are you've seen various charts and tables that have shown you the value of the compounding interest over time. What those tables and charts rarely show is what you need to be making to cover your necessities because there's only so much that you can save by cutting down your expenses. That's an interesting idea. If I'm already making ends meet with my current budget, moving money from debt reduction to savings after the debt's paid off shouldn't really affect my day-to-day cash flow. 
Oh, uh, that's right, Tony. I mean, speaking of savings, there are some more ways that you can avoid spending more than your income. Um, when you spend too much, you can't save, as Simon just kind of mentioned. The Investopedia article identifies four ways to make sure that you don't exceed your budget and spend too much. First, you want to track your spending. It's common to feel like your money just disappeared. Even, even knowing exactly what you're spending your money on uh, can help you avoid spending too much. You know, I have set actually a set monthly budget and I literally write down the cost of everything that I spent each day on a spreadsheet. And that way I, I kind of know where I'm at during any point during the month. So if during the first week I notice that my expenditures have been you know much higher than what my monthly budget is, that's going to force me to kind of take a step back and slow it down. Um, categorize and sort your expenditures. Where can you adjust uh, your spending? You know, did you realize that you're spending that much on certain categories? I think with these results, if you if you if you do this diligently, you're going to be really surprised with the results. It's really kind of gotten me. Uh, just forced into the habit of really maintaining that monthly budget and being able to put away and save what I want to put away and save for our retirement. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you use the the B word there, budget, and a lot of people cringe or don't like to hear that. Uh, they don't like to think about doing a budget, but maybe we could call it a spending plan. And it's so helpful. I know when my wife and I started uh, working on our spending plan or budget, uh, it really helped. It gives you a peace of mind. Is it fun to do? Not necessarily, but it's great to see where you're at and it really helps. I even have a friend who categorizes every single cent he spends and he uses a software program so he can put everything into the right category. And then he can run a report on how much he spent on donuts alone over the past <laughs> 10 years if he wants, right? That's right. I do even write down when I spend the buck for a, for a soda or something. Yeah, it adds up. I mean, it really does. And, you know, you mentioned before about making you feel good. I mean, honestly, it does make you feel good when you see that you're, you know, two, three weeks into your budget and you're really like not spending a lot. It just gives you that much more incentive to take that extra amount and put it away and save it. Um that's why tracking your spending can really be a very useful tool in determining where your money goes. Maybe not everyone is ready to cut out the donuts like your friend, um, but there'll be no doubt um, be some way to cut it back. Once you've identified those categories as far as where you can save money, you know, could you eat out less, pack a lunch from home to save money instead? Just making those changes um, you know, that can affect one or two days of spending can really have a large impact on your savings over the long term. A little change can make all the difference, right? That's right. That's right, Tony. And you shouldn't be afraid to adjust your lifestyle. You may feel right now that entertainment and eating out is close to essential, but over time, are you really getting the enjoyment out of what you're spending your money on? Subscriptions are easily overlooked and maybe a place that you can cut back on your expenses as well. It's very common these days for businesses to get us on an auto pay, which automatically renews because they know people don't usually take the time to cancel even when they're not using those services. So take a closer look at those types of things and whether or not you're really using them or simply just haven't taken the time to get rid of them, cancel them. And that's one, Tony, that I know that I can be guilty of. No. <laughs> you? <laughs> Auto pay, baby. Auto pay. <laughs> if any of our listeners are just joining us, uh, again, they can visit the website uh, to listen to 
this show, past shows, or subscribe to the show as a podcast, right? That's a great reminder, Tony, and thank you very much. Um, now let's talk about budgets. The first tip mentioned in your article is understand your health care costs. For many retirees, health care is going to be a major, major expense. When you combine Medicare premiums, the gap coverage, long-term care insurance, uh, prescriptions, healthcare can just really become a large part of your budget. To reach an estimate of your monthly costs, you can add the costs you already know, like the fixed monthly cost of premiums and whatever other known expenses there are. But depending upon your individual situation, you may want to consider increasing your monthly contributions to a health savings account if your company even offers one. Um, and also if you have working years left before you retire. I mean, I personally, I love health savings account. My wife has one at her company and there just are um, an incredible amount of benefits to these, including you know tax benefits. You can use these benefits for health services down the road. Um, just something if you don't, if you aren't in a health savings account and your company offers one, I would highly encourage you to look into it. Wow. Yeah, that, that's really important. Healthcare costs are always one of the biggest questions about future expenses, in my opinion. And I feel confident in assuming that I'll likely have some healthcare expenses in the future. I think we all will. So that's an important thing to budget for, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is, Tony. You know, Did you laugh, Simon, when I said <laughs> I feel confident that I'll have healthcare expenses in the future? Yeah, we'll, we'll have on the mic. It's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, I know that, uh, Captain Obvious. Uh, we all will, uh, but especially me. I mean, the pizza buffets every day, they can't be helping, right? That that dollar that dollar a day donut budget, is that what I heard earlier in the show? See, no, now, I don't do donuts. See, now me, I'm the other way, Tony. I still think I'm 25 and bulletproof, so eventually, oh. eventually it'll catch up to me, though. Well, you look it, though, Baron. <laughs> well, thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. You're full of compliments today. And Simon is young, so he's got that going for him, which is nice. There you go. If only I had a health savings account I could contribute to and take advantage of the compounding effect of interest over time, listeners. Ooh. Well, there you <laughs> go. Get one. married. <laughs> yes. yes. Any of the listeners out there that have a health savings account and are single, <laughs> please call in. All right. All right. All right. The second tip for today involves your home. Now, some retirees decide to downsize or move to a home with less maintenance. Whether you stay in your home or move to a smaller one, you need to budget for repairs and maintenance and consider that. You know, how old is your furnace? How old's the roof? Homes and appliances all have limited lifespans. The article suggests that you estimate potential costs for repairs and replacements of these things over time. These are Easily things that are overlooked in your monthly bank state on your in your budget monthly when you're looking at things because they don't show up you know routinely on your bank statements or things that you're spending money on day to day week to week and while you may be handy now when it comes to repairing or keeping up with some of these things you may not be able to as much um, as you begin to age into retirement and become less active or less capable of doing those things or because the simply the technology around those things change. Yeah, they do. And I know that it can be tough for a lot of people. And this ties right back into the first segment of the show on retirement communities. Uh, cleverly done in our business. We call that a callback. You're turning into a regular radio pro. <laughs> well, I've learned from the best, 
Mr. Tony Shore. <laughs> uh, the next tip for creating a retirement budget is to assume you're spend more than you expect on leisure activities. You know, you've been working your entire life for this opportunity, and it's natural to want to get out there and enjoy those things that you've been wanting and waiting to do. However, unless your hobbies are, hobbies are all budget-friendly, you're likely to incur costs while you're out there enjoying them. Greens, fees, airlines, tickets, cooking classes, you know, whatever it might be, you need to budget more for those types of expenses and costs that you'll be incurring doing them. Unless, of course, you want to play Monopoly every day and just think about spending the money. <laughs> well, <laughs> Monopoly is fun, but I think playing every day could get a bit tiresome. Well, actually, I don't know, Tony. One of our uh, financial cohorts on over on the West Coast, he mentions about how he just loves playing Monopoly and how he always wins because he has a specific that a strategy? strategy that always works for him. So uh, he, he may be doing that for the rest of his retirement. Who knows? Although yeah. if he always wins, pretty soon nobody's going to want to play with him. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But actually, the final tip, Tony, that we want to talk about involves taxes, You know, which are all but certain to increase over time. Withdrawals from your retirement savings accounts may be taxed. Even your Social Security benefits could be taxed, depending upon your income. Way back when, when FDR created the Social Security pro- program, he promised the American public that Social Security would never be taxed. Well, FDR is no longer around, gives the government license to do whatever the heck they want. Social Security benefits are taxed because of income coming in. So there are certain thresholds in place that if you earn more than those thresholds, your benefits are going to be taxed. Those thresholds also are very, very low. So most people are going to have some portion of their benefits taxed. So make sure when you're creating a budget, it includes those taxes as part of the equation. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And no one wants a rude awakening, especially uh, from the tax man. These are some great tips that might help us prepare. They certainly are, Tony. You know, creating a budget for retirement income and expenses can help you provide peace of mind and help you prepare for the future. It may also be a good opportunity to meet with your financial services professional to review your budget, savings, long-term goals, at Wellington Adams, two of the tools that we use to help evaluate the retirement journey are the Color of Money Risk Analysis and the Social Security Maximization Report. It's important for the listeners to understand how valuable a written plan can be. You know, being able to see the impact of these decisions over time and how they play out in the years to come can really bring you the peace of mind, Tony. Yep, and that's what we're all looking for. Now, as usual, our time has just flown by. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Well, Tony, we'd encourage the listeners to visit the website, wellingtonadams.com, and receive that retirement income toolkit, or give us the office a call if that's easier for you. You can reach us at 855-793-2409, and we want to be able to provide you the help to make sure that you're on the, making the right sound financial decisions and on the right path to reach your retirement goals. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Financially Free Radio with our hosts, Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hillier. Thank you for listening to Financially Free with Wellington Adams. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Baron Fitzgerald and Simon Hilliard at Wellington Adams Investment Advisory. Call 855-793-2409. 
or visit them online at wellingtonadams.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Baron Fitzgerald, Simon Hilliard, and Wellington Adams Investment Advisory are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.